Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Massimella Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. God bless you all. Been an eventful few days over the weekend. First of all, joining the Poor People's Campaign Selma Montgomery style march from Georgetown, Texas to Austin, Texas, the state capital, covering all those miles. I didn't cover all of them. They did, but I joined them on Friday and had an opportunity to talk to Bishop Barber, one of the leaders of the Poor People's Campaign, along with the Reverend Dr. Liz Steele Harris, uh, who was also uh, the co-chair of the Poor People's Campaign. But for those who don't know, Texas is trying to pass some of the most egregious voter suppression laws. And you probably do know, though, and you've heard from on the news about the Texas lawmakers who the Democrats who left the state to avoid there being a quorum for the special session that the Texas legislature had convened. And so that is pretty much what the march was all about. And as we said before, this this struggle is going to be local because election boards are local. Um, Boards of elections are either statewide or local. And so that's what the Poor People's Campaign did. So on Friday, had an opportunity to speak with Bishop Barber and the still very popular Beto O'Rourke. How you, how you feeling about today? Well, feeling good, man. The people here are incredible. And the fact that we limited to 125, but we had to turn back thousands and hundreds, man, that lets me know that something's in this country. People are not gonna just accept this line down. 
Yeah. You you said you've been invited to meet with the Pope. Yeah, in October. And the Eastern Orthodox Pope with Jeffrey Sachs, economist. And yeah. and that is gonna be a lot about what we're talking about here in terms of uh, the economy. Right. And people being treated fairly in this in this economy and That's working right. class people. And around being, the world. Yeah. That's right. And the whole conferences are with bishops, religious leaders, both popes on poverty. You know, the Pope recently said that when it comes to poverty, the world is going backwards because of the tricks and the and the and the and the magical formulas of of um, neoliberalism that believes you can lift from the middle up right. and trickle down. It means you can trickle from, down from the top. What will the state of Texas and its legislature and its governor see tomorrow, Bishop Barber? <laughs> Ain't no telling. <laughs> but I bet you they're gonna see the people yeah. and a whole lot of them. And yeah. a lot of diversity. Yeah. But more important, they're going to hear the voices. Because we leave Texas, we're going to D.C. Yes, sir. All and right. We already, I talked to over a thousand pastors and low-wage workers today who are ready to act in non-violently, but act in D.C. on Monday. Amen. We'll be with you. Yes, Bishop sir. Barb, everybody. Beto, you've been on this march the whole way, haven't you? Yeah. Started in Georgetown. We, we just got to Austin. So how is this being received? amongst the citizens here in Texas? Are people responding well and really getting caught up in the movement? There's been a lot of support along the way, and then a lot of folks have made plans to come out tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Saturday, to be at the Capitol because they capped the number of participants in the march. There's no cap tomorrow. So um, by, by the number of people who've RSVP'd, it looks like there's a lot of support out there. Uh, what, are you, what are your plans? Have you thought any more about what you're going to do going forward? No, I'm, I'm, I'm real focused on this. I want to make sure we win this, this fight for the right to vote get the For the People Act passed, stop voter suppression in Texas, and then I'm, I'm gonna see what I can do to be most helpful, but that's the fight for the moment. I guess we could say there's no point in you running if the people who would vote for you are denied their right to vote. I mean, just, that's why you have to be in this, don't it, you? It might not matter who's running if you don't have free and fair elections. That's absolutely right. And so yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the fight to focus on for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thank man. You. Good Thank to you. see you. Good More see you. MIP after this message. Then there was a big rally on Saturday at the state capitol. We broadcast on Roland Martin unfiltered in its entirety, but I was also able to speak to several folks in the crowd to talk to them about why they were at the state capitol in Texas. All right, brothers, what are your names? My name is Imran Hafiz and I'm Im Beckett Mufson. All right, what brings you guys out today? We've come Your out. Father. Yeah, my, my father actually told me about the Poor People's Campaign. He was arrested in Sacramento in 2018, protesting uh, to, for our rights and for the, the poor people to be represented fairly by our politicians instead of uh, the corporate elites. And we're here carrying in that tradition and, and carrying on in the fight in our own way. I'll say, what about you, Emron? What brought you out here? Well, my, my powerful brother and his father. <laughs> so you were inspired by both. Was anything that the stood out? viral. Yeah. Was anything about today that stood out to you most that really touched you? I mean, I, it's been a long year. But to have a moment of solidarity like this, where all these different people are coming together, speak truth to power, to stand up for the rights of poor people, to stand up for the rights to vote. Right. If, this, if this is what America looks like, then how can there not be hope? Yeah. We protested last year after the murder of George Floyd, and we were tear gassed and L ratted, and I was very grateful not to have either of those things happen to us today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't know what the vibe was going to be like, but I mean, I just think more Americans should be less 
more willing to actually mobilize and, and plan and strategize and come out and do this kind of thing. And it's it's very easy to be alone and private and frustrated, but you know it charges you up to come out. And yeah, do stuff like feels this. good to take action, yeah, doesn't it? Feels good to take action. You know, because you can just sit at home and be depressed. We can all can do that, but when you get out in, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? It does. Exactly. Yeah. In yeah. fact, it's the only thing that's ever changed the game. <laughs> it's been one of the hardest parts about this last year is not being able to do this or not feeling safe doing this, connecting with people uh, in person, and we're very very happy to be vaccinated and to be feeling safe among our people and and getting together to hold the people in power accountable and you guys are going to stay involved right oh yeah stay in the struggle we're, we're right. still here all right thank you brothers thank talking you. to me appreciate you both all right we're here at the texas state capitol first of all brother what's your name joel joel and what's your name bro robert robert so what brings you brothers out here today um pretty much to be a voice uh to be heard um you know it's been, it's been a, a tough year, even though um, you know we have control of the White House, the Senate, uh, House of Representatives, but it's still not enough. We need to make sure we're heard every day, make sure um, the government works for the people and uh, we get a point across. How about you? It's pretty much about what he said. You know, a lot, a lot, there's a lot of people who are left out and I come from a family that's very diverse. Um, come from different parts of, you know, wealth, poor, um, and a lot are left out, um, whether it's voting rights, housing, to just economic values in general. Um, and, and this really says that, you know, a lot of people do need to step up and, you know, this is just a little part I can do. Um, yeah. Get out and, and be a voice. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what brings us out here. Where'd y'all get those shirts from? I like those shirts. Uh, San Antonio. <laughs> uh, Pride Printing. There's a place in San Antonio called Pride Printing, and yeah. uh, they make them and sell them. So, so do you feel that today helps? Like there's that there's a change in the air. There's a new spirit in the air. Yeah, the energy. Um, it was electrifying. Um, good energy. It's great to see people from everywhere. I'm originally from you know the Rio Grande Valley, which is one of the uh, lowest income you know places in Texas. Okay. So, um, so it's great to be up here um, with everybody else around Texas, and we all here for one purpose. There's a lot of valid points made today by many speakers um, from all different generations. And um, I just hope that those in this building that work here, that are supposed to work for us, heard and paid attention right. to it and really make things happen. Because at yeah. this point, you know, I'm ready to give everybody an eviction notice here and be like, y'all get right. out and we'll we have somebody else come in. That's what needs to happen, for yep. sure. Yep. Thank you, brothers, for talking to me today, okay? I really appreciate, All right. appreciate you both. All right. What's your name, brother? Charles Sims. You spoke today at the rally, and it was really interesting what you said. Tell us a bit about your family history. Uh, yes, sir. Um, Obviously, my history goes back a long way in Mississippi, a lot of divisive and controversial stuff. But uh, my great-grandfather, my three-times great-grandfather, was a Confederate general. He was a three-term United States Senator and Chief Justice of the Mississippi Supreme Court in 1890, framed the uh, Constitution for Mississippi, which created a lot of the racial laws and laid the blueprint. He was the primary architect for the Jim Crow laws. Wow, wow. And so... Um, you came out here today and, and contradicted some of your family history, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I, I think it was time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think a lot of time has transpired and, and gone since then. And, and so I thought it was time where, you know, it was important for me, like a Selma to Montgomery-style march mm -hmm. with Jesse Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson, with Reverend Barber. I thought it was important for me to reach that hand out and, and represent and come show the love, you know what I'm saying? So, um, um, are there other members of your family who agree with you, who kind of 
you know, shun that past history? There, there, there's a lot of people that, that, you know, obviously moved on from those thoughts of the past. Sure, sure. But it, I think it takes a very specific person to be able to speak on something like that, especially if it is divisive and, you know, controversial and, and, and you know, a lot of people... A lot, of, a lot of people have different feelings about that, so I mean, it could be, it could be, a, it could be a you know risk to your safety. So I was in the army, so I feel that duty towards the country, towards my country, to defend it, and then obviously, you know, I put my life on the line. I'm prepared to do that towards you know cause is as important as this. So, so it, was there any was there any sort of particular moment where you decided? to I was gonna do this. That you were gonna do this. Was there one thing that happened? Absolutely. Okay, what, what was that? It was when George Floyd cried out for Mmm. Mm. I heard it. it. It hurt me down deep in my heart. I really, uh, from then, I reached out to the Floyd family. I reached out to Felona. Last year, I've met uh, Brianna Taylor's aunt, uh, Jacob Blake's family, Dante Wright's family, and so that's where where I kind of started this. And it was more to kind of reach out to families to try to provide that healing that I thought was important. And, and, provide that conflict resolution. But uh, obviously this is a little bit different than stuff I've done in the past, but I thought it was important to show up and, and, and you know, speak on what we thought we needed to, we needed to say and, and, and speak, speak truth. Yeah. Speak truth to what needed to be said. Thank you, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you for standing up, man. All right, all right. More MIP after this message. Monday, a number of us convened from the Poor People's Campaign in the nation's capital. As you all know, a couple of weeks ago, I was one of the brothers who was arrested at the Hart Senate office building where Joe Manchin's office is. Well, Bishop Barber, Dr. Liz Steele Harris, Reverend Freddie Haynes, Reverend Jesse Jackson, we all got arrested on Monday and had an opportunity to speak with some of the arrestees about why they chose to commit nonviolent civil disobedience to end the filibuster and to restore voting rights, not to mention raising the minimum wage to $15. Why can't we do that? Not to mention reforming immigration. Why can't we do that? All of these things were on the table this past Monday at the Hart Senate office building in Washington, D.C. Okay. We're here with our friend and brother, the Reverend Dr. Freddie Haynes of Friendship West in Dallas. Dr. Hayes, good to see you, brother. What made you decide to get arrested today? Thank you, my brother. Number one, given the rich history of the fight for voting rights and the fact that Texas has become ground zero uh, when it comes to dealing with the disenfranchisement of certain groups of people, Senator Warnock is right. There's some people who don't want some people to vote, especially in Texas. We've become ground zero, and as a consequence, we've decided to fight back. Yeah. We're not gonna lie down. We come from a rich history that has fought for voting rights. We don't have voting rights without John Lewis, Amelia Boynton, and so many. Martin Luther King Jr., the late great Bob Moses, Fannie Lou Hamer, they literally fought. They got arrested. Yeah. They got arrested. So the least we can do in this generation is get arrested for the freedom of a fair election so that everyone has the right to vote. I'm really excited because I'm from Texas, of course, and Texas is represented. I have with me two amazing preachers of the gospel, Pastor Michael Waters. He is the founding pastor of the Living Waters AME Church. He is a prophet par excellence, an author. You gotta pick up his books, but also we have this womanist scholar, pastor, preacher, my sister and beloved 
beloved friend, the one and only Dr. Irie Sessions. She pastors the gathering, a womanist church mm. in Dallas, bad sister. And they've come up, they've gotten arrested, and they're standing for truth because they know, again, Texas is ground zero. Uh, in, in your own words, Sister Sessions, uh, tell us about your decision to get arrested today. Well, you know, thank you for this question. Uh, and it's really important because all I could think about was Fannie Lou Hamer, as yeah. Dr. Haynes mentioned. And, and I remember a story that she told of being beaten right. um, nearly to death. And if she had that kind of courage, certainly I, as a preacher, as a black woman, um, as a parent, um, as a social justice activist, could do the, this very, you know, the very least, um, is put my body on the line for what we believe is truth and justice amen, and amen. for freedom for our people. Amen. Uh, and so I, I felt like I had no choice. Amen, amen. What about you, Pastor Waters? What, made, what went into your decision to do this and how are you feeling about it right now? We're in custody, brother. Yes, we are. Well, we're sprinting <laughs> towards fascism. And if we don't take a stand right now, it's not just going to impact our present generation, but our children and our children's children. You know, when we think about the Selma movement, they began fighting in the 30s and 40s to bring about a change in the 60s. Well, if we're not fighting now, this will be revisited upon our scene. Yeah. And so I'm honored to join that great tradition of our forebears in submitting ourselves to rest for the cause of justice. I'm grateful to stand with these two justice warriors and all who are here uh, for the sake of justice in this nation. All right, all right. Thank you all for joining us here on Make It Plain. We're standing strong out here, folks. We're here with the Reverend Dr. S. Todd Yeary, pastor in Baltimore, attorney as well in Baltimore, no stranger to arrest. What's the significance of this day and why we're here today, Pastor Yeary? Well, the significance is we've got to keep the, the pressure on. The issue has been that obstruction is stopping the forward movement of progress in America, and it's moving some folks further behind and causing others to stay further ahead. And there's a lack of courage currently on Capitol Hill and even in the White House, I would argue, to go back and make sure that we are promoting justice and not just the status quo. And so this is about a movement to say the movement is emerging from amongst the masses of the people. We will not sit idly by and just allow them to continue to undermine the constitutionality of citizenship in America. Without changing the filibuster, we won't get voting rights, we won't get police reform, we'll continue to get lip service. And the people are lifting their voices to say, you will hear us and we will not be denied. Sisters and brothers, we're out here in front of the uh, Hart Center's office building. Dozens are being arrested, standing up for voting rights, standing to stop the filibuster and end the filibuster uh, as well. The Capitol Police are here, and as I've been saying, you know, they've been handling us nonviolently. We've been treating them nonviolently. So that is a way to operate up here. If other folks did that, all that other stuff probably would not, uh, would not have happened. My brother, what's your name? Bishop Larry Bradford. All right, where you from, man? From the great state of Mississippi. Yes, sir. You all the way here. So tell us how, why you came today and what this means to you. Well, actually, uh, I'm a um, former mayor of my city and from about 30 days removed from office. And a lot of the plight that the poor people's campaign have is the same plight that I've noticed. Uh, it's, it's the same agenda that I, that I was arguing in Mississippi. So now this is a platform that I've connected with another gentleman that will share with me that your same belief, your same truth. That's what the Poor People's Campaign is about. Yeah. So, man, I'm just truly honored to be here. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about in Joshua. Come on. When there was uh, Manasseh had to have a gag. 
uh, when they were asking to stay on this side of the Jordan. And Joshua told them they could stay on this side of the Jordan. However, no man could get rest until everybody had the land or the portion that was promised. Mm. I believe there has to be equality. Yes, sir. I believe that there has to be housing. There, there has to be, uh, even when it comes to minimum wage, uh, it's, it's terrible to be in the richest nation in the world and we still have certain areas in Mississippi and other states yeah. that, that, that are plighted because of, 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 of those who are in authority, the gatekeepers that are in authority who won't seem to allow any room or any leverage for others to move in and something has to be done about it, a voice has to be heard uh, and, and it has to be one voice, one sound, one beat, that's what it's about. Yes, so we're here to, uh, to push change and to promote change and to link up with people like faith and like belief. Amen. The Bible talks about in Genesis chapter 11 that when the earth was one, one speech and one language, that nothing could be withheld from them. Amen. They were in such a such such an amazing agreement that even God stood up and said, as long as they're one, nothing can stop them. Amen. And it wasn't until they moved to their own agenda that God confused the language. And I'm happy that we have one vision and one agenda that glorifies heaven and uplifts the people. Amen. So I'm Amen. excited to be here, man. Brother, beautiful, be beautiful words, brother. We thank you, man. Thank you for your thank courage. You, thank you for standing with us today. Yes, sir. Thank From you. From Mississippi, what city again? Anguilla, Mississippi. Angola. Anguilla. Anguilla. I'm about 30 miles, 30 miles uh, north of Vicksburg. Okay. About 45 miles northwest of Jackson. We're right there in the Delta. And you were the mayor? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, All sir. Right. The first African-American male mayor in the history of the city. Wow. Yes, Amazing, sir. my brother. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. So what happened with your race? Did you run for election? or? Yes, sir. We, we did run for re-election and uh, a bunch of things happened and then some other opportunities opened up. Uh, so I stepped back and rescinded one to a special election for some other opportunities that we have with our private businesses and then making okay. sure that our church and other community outreaches and things. So what, did some done. of our enemies have some funny business with you with the election or what? Yes, sir. Ah, that's what I thought. Bit. Yes, sir. So the voter suppression and, and, and the sad thing about it, a lot of the people look like us. Mm. That, that was the sad thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the sad thing about it. You got to overcome mental slavery too, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, appreciate so, you, brother. Man, thank you for your... Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate yes, you, doctor. Okay, all right. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. <laughs>